Well, hello, everyone. God bless you. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today, we are going to go ahead and uh, do probably a very brief study here looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 16. We have been going through the book of 1 Corinthians for, you know, from time to time, just kind of on a whenever kind of basis uh, for quite some time now. So I don't even remember back when I first started these particular recordings here of 1 Corinthians, though I've taught on the book in the past. And uh, just a reminder, if you want to hear these teachings in audio format, because that's where you'll find all of the teachings from this ministry. Um, I say you'll find all of them because we've not uh, recorded on video you know, as much as we have done audio over the years. So, but if you'd like, you can go to soundcloud.com. You can search for a love outreach. You can go to Amazon Music and basically any um, podcast streaming platform that's out there. You can find us um, and you can listen to any and all of our previous teachings. But, um, we're going to go ahead, like I said today, and um, finish up the book of 1 Corinthians by looking at chapter 16. So just a reminder, the Apostle Paul is the one who wrote this. He's writing to the believers in the city of Corinth, instructing them on many different things, as we've seen as we've gone through these chapters here in 1 Corinthians and now he comes to another topic here in chapter 16, and he says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. So the Apostle Paul was taking up a collection for the saints that were poor, that the saints meaning the believers in Jesus Christ that were poor in Jerusalem and um, probably distributing it to other parts as well. But we know he was taking up a collection for them, for sure. But um, And he's given instructions here to those that uh, are in the city of Cornwall that are believers in Jesus, that have the ability to give. And he's saying to them on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there may be no collections when I come. In other words, Paul didn't want to get there and say, hey, look, I'm coming over to collect. Yeah, you know, you haven't given the money. Where's it at? You know, so I say money and and maybe I shouldn't say money because it might have been other things that were taken up as a collection. But, you know, Paul didn't really have the ability in all his travels to take too much stuff with him. So for the most people, for the most part, excuse me, the, as the people prospered, Paul's saying, put something aside here that you can give. And I don't want to have to come there. I'm writing you in advance, so I don't have to come there and kind of, you know, come knocking on your, your door for it. But this is something that we should do. Jesus said we should do this. We should remember the poor. We should give as we prosper to those that have need or lack, especially within the body of Christ, the saints, the other believers. So if you have people in your life, you know people in your life that, um, you know, they need some help and you've got the ability to do it, you can do it. 
and you should do it. And this is something that the Lord does require of us. And this is why Paul said, hey, I don't want to have to come collecting because he was going to get it one way or another because they were bound to do this because, again, they were Christians. And if they're Christians, if they're followers of Christ, then they want to be obedient to the Lord. So they want to do what the Lord commands them to do. And that's the case for you and me as well. If we claim to be Christians, then we should be obedient to the commands of the Lord and we should do the things that he desires for us to do. So just think about it in your own life. Where are there some people, especially saints, believers in Jesus Christ, and I'm talking to believers right now, as this letter was written to believers. So if you've come upon this and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, that is, you've not been born again of the Spirit, you've not given your life to Him, taken up the cross and followed after Him, well then, maybe this doesn't apply to you, but of course, you have the ability to be generous as well, don't you, and to give. But here... Paul is within the body of Christ, the church that was gathered in Corinth. He's saying, hey, let's get this together, okay? And he says, and when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. So there it is again. I said they were collecting for Jerusalem specifically in this case, right? But if it is fitting that I go also, they will go with me. Okay, so he's saying you can approve the person, um, whoever you want to take this money to bear this gift to Jerusalem. But if it works out, they can go with me. We can do it at that time. Now I come to you when, now I will come to you, verse five says, when I pass through Macedonia, for I am passing through Macedonia and it may be that I will remain or even spend the winter with you, that you may send me on my journey wherever I go. So Paul understood the importance of the body of Christ. First of all, he wanted to gather with them. He wanted to spend time with them. He wanted to teach them and instruct them in the things of the Lord, right? But he also uh, wanted to, to be sent off by them, to be blessed by them, to be prayed over by them, to be helped and assisted to go about his journey of spreading the gospel, you know? So he says, for I do, do not wish to see you now on the way, but I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits, okay? And that's an interesting thing that we all must keep in mind there, the end of verse seven, if the Lord permits. It brings to mind a scripture that we find in James where he says, go to now you who say tomorrow we'll go to such and such city, buy, sell, get gain. You might know the scripture, right? But he says, but what you ought to say is if it be the Lord's will then we'll do this. And that's something that we have to keep in mind. Are we living our lives in accordance with the will of the Lord? Are we allowing the spirit of the Lord to lead us in our decision-making process in the things that we do and where we go and all that? Now, I'm not talking about, should I go to the grocery store? Should I go visit my aunt or uncle? Or should, you know, should I do this or that? You know, not that type of thing. But when it comes to um, the what you're doing for the Lord, for the glory of God, maybe you're preaching the gospel, maybe you're donating your money, maybe you're going to go and, and minister in a different area. And when I say you're going to go and minister in a different area, I'm not just talking about missionaries. I'm talking about maybe you who are trying to make a decision in life to say, you know, should we move? Should we go to this city or should we go to that city? See what the Lord's will is. 
Because maybe it is his will that you do, because maybe he's going to use you in that new neighborhood that you go to. And it might be within your own state where you currently are, you know, your own city, whichever the case may be, right? But the point I'm trying to make to you here and the point that we see Paul making is, if the Lord permits, then I'm going to do this. He was yielding his life to the will of the Lord, right? And he says, but I, in verse eight, he says, but I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. So he's given him his, he's given them his itinerary. And he says, for a great and effective door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. Okay. So Paul's saying, look, I'm staying here in Ephesus and I'm going to keep on preaching. Now you can go and you can read about in the book of Acts, you can read about this, the adversaries that were in, um, Ephesus, you know, they were, there was an uproar in the city of Ephesus when Paul was there because they, the people were upset, the silversmith, they were upset that they were taking money away from them because they were preaching to people, Jesus, and people were getting saved and people weren't worshiping their false goddess anymore, Diana, and they were upset about this. I believe it's in Acts chapter 19. You can look that story up, but you know, um, they were upset. So they were causing problems, causing riots, wanting to beat the Christians, kill the Christians and all of that stuff. You know, Paul had to even have his life spared and have people step up for him and keep him out of harm's way while he was there. Right. But he, at this point in time, he's saying, look, I want to be here because there's a, there's, there's an open door ministry here but he's letting them know, hey, there's some adversaries too. Now, anytime that you step out to go and preach the gospel, there's going to be adversaries. There's, you know, and you may, you may be surprised where these adversaries rise up from. They may rise up from people you're close, you know, the, the, the enemy may work through people that, you know, you're closest to. And they may, you may be just stepping up to go preach the gospel and they may rise up and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that or you can't do that here or whatever. You know, I've talked about this in times past, but even in the so-called church, and I am going to use that term so-called in quotes there, um, there are people that rise up and uh, get in turf wars. You know, and these people are not operating in the spirit of the Lord. They say, oh, you can't plant your church there or you can't be that close to me or I'm already doing this and this is my area and blah, 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 you know, and all that kind of stuff. But we need to press on in the Lord and just move on away from those type of people and just continue the work of the Lord, you know, that the Lord calls you to do. I really want to encourage you and exhort you that if you are somebody that's in a position like that where you've got some adversaries in your life that are hindering you from doing the work of the Lord, just press on, just get through it. Let the persecution come, let it go. Sometimes you got to separate yourself from certain people that have that type of behavior and know that um, they're they're causing division. You got to note those who cause division contrary to the gospel, right? And the love of God, you know, and if you've got a desire to do what's right and you know where the Lord has called you or what he's called you to, just press on in it, just move on. And the Lord works all things together for good and he'll work this out for your good. You can, you can be guaranteed of that, okay? Especially if your heart is right with the Lord. So 
But again, seek the will. What is the will of the Lord for your life? What does he permit for you to do? And be led by the Spirit. He says now, verse 10, Paul goes on, now if Timothy comes, see that he may be with you without fear. Remember, um, Paul encouraged Timothy and said, look, God has not given us the spirit of fear, right? Timothy struggled with some things, it seems, right? But in Paul's laying the groundwork here, look, if Timothy shows up, you know, he, for, he says, for he does the work of the Lord as I also do. Don't give him a hassle. Don't give him a hard time. Make sure he's, you know, he's comforted. Make sure things are good for Timothy. So Paul's looking out for Timothy here in this, right? And we know that Paul addressed Timothy and said, don't let anyone despise your youth. So he was a younger man. And uh, Paul was just preparing a way amongst the Corinthians with him, right? Therefore, let lo- he says, excuse me, therefore, let no one despise him again. Let no one despise your youth, he told Timothy. Now he's telling the Corinthians, hey, look, you might see this kid. He might be coming in to you. He might be a young man. Should you listen to him? Hey, Paul's saying he's led by the Lord. He's led by the Spirit of the Lord. He's doing the same work I'm doing. He says, send him on his journey in peace that he may come to me, for I am waiting for him with the brethren. Now concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to come to you with the brethren, but he was quite unwilling to come at this time. However, he will come when he has a convenient time. So whatever the case is, we're kind of like reading someone else's mail here. We don't know the full reason why Apollos wasn't comfortable to go at that time. But Paul assured them, he'll be there. Don't worry about it. He'll be there, right? So watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave and be strong, verse 13 says. That's an exhortation to all of us today as well. Watch, pay attention, be alert, be vigilant, right? Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We need to be vigilant as to what's going on. We need to be spiritually minded people with spiritual discernment, watching, standing fast in the faith. Look at our society today. Look at the world around us. Look how just what a freak show it's becoming, okay? Because people are not rooted and grounded in the Lord. And maybe that's because they're not hearing the gospel, They're not realizing or understanding that they need to repent and come to faith in Jesus. And maybe because the church hasn't preached the true gospel, calling people to repentance. You know, so who knows? But we need to stand fast in the faith that says be brave, be strong. That's right. We got to be courageous, you see, because there's adversaries. Just like, the Paul, just like the Apostle Paul told them, hey, there's adversaries, but I'm staying here and I'm going to keep on preaching. He was going to stay in Ephesus and just keep preaching, even in the face of the adversaries. Let all that you do be done with love, verse 14. Very important verse. The Apostle Paul, when in describing love, right, he said that it's the greatest of all. It's the most excellent way, he said. He talked about all the gifts of the Spirit and all that kind of stuff, right? Which we should desire spiritual gifts. But he said, but the greatest thing you can do is live in love. 
And then he goes on in, in chapter 13 to tell us what love is, right? What's it all about? It's kind, it's patient, it's long-suffering. And that's what we need to be doing things in. We need to be loving one another. And that's why, like at the beginning of chapter 16 here, taking care of those in the body of Christ that need help, that's love. It's just one form of love. But as you're standing fast in the faith, you're holding strong, you're being brave, do all this in love. Let people see the love of God. He says, I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. So then he goes on, that you also submit to such and to everyone who works and labors with us. So Stephanus was doing the good work. Right, and they, they've devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. And he says, You need to do the same thing and and submit to to everyone that works and labors with us, the apostle Paul is saying. Right? This was the most important work in all of history that ever went on because we're talking about the salvation of souls, the gospel going forth. Paul was doing this work. He was one of them that was laying the foundation of this work. And people that are spreading the gospel should be supported, right? And we should encourage them and support them and help them in what they're doing. Because if somebody's got that calling, a true calling in their life, they're going to do it no matter what. And they're going to do it to their own peril at times. And they may be lacking in certain areas, maybe things that they need, maybe being able to pay their bills or whatever the case may be because they're focused on spreading the gospel. And if we are true believers in Jesus and true followers of Jesus, then we need to be helping those that are teaching the word of God and spreading the gospel, doing the work of the ministry, the ministry of the saints, right? He said, I am glad about the coming of Stephanus, uh, Fortunatus, and Acacius, Forgive me with my pronunciations here today. I'm a bit tongue-tied on these, right? But you should be reading this along with me and you can pronounce it in your own head better, right? <laughs> but for what was lacking on your part, they supplied. So Paul's saying, I'm happy, so happy for these people that have a ministry where they're ministering to the saints because he said, you guys were lacking in helping us in this area, but they helped us. So that's what this chapter seems to be focused on, huh? He says, for they refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, acknowledge such men. Okay, those that are doing good. If you know those that are, that are providing for others and helping others, you should be helping them and supporting them in the body of Christ. The churches of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. So there we see a house church, one of the many house churches that were going on in that time. All the brethren greet you, greet one another with a holy kiss, the salutation with my own hand, Paul's. If anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. O Lord, come, he says, right? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love be with you all. 
in Christ Jesus. Amen. So Paul signs this letter off with love. He says, look, I love you. I want to come see you. I'm going to be there, but I've got work to do here in Ephesus. I'm staying here. Hey, when I do get there, I'm taking up a collection. Hey, remember the other people that are supporting the saints and, you know, and doing the work of the ministry. And hey, remember the house churches and these people are greeting you and love you too. That's this chapter. Okay. And that closes out the book of 1 Corinthians. So, If you have any questions in regards to this study or any of the other studies that we do, feel free to email me, dave at aloveoutreach.com. I'd be happy to correspond with you in regards to your walk with the Lord and growing in the Lord. I am not a Bible answer man type guy. I don't get into the to debates over the isms, you know, and Calvinism and dispensationalism and all of these isms and all of that kind of stuff. I'm this ministry here is all about encouraging you to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord, to walk with the Lord, to serve the Lord, to be spiritually minded, to, to fix your eyes on Jesus, to give your life to him entirely and complete use and completely. So if in any of those things you need help, reach out. Love to help you in that. But we'll go ahead and close this out for today. God bless you and We will see you next time.